Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. waiting for you you do it no you do it no all right welcome to brother date i'm matthew welcome to brother date i'm judah welcome to brother date well welcome today everybody hey welcome to brother date this is judah welcome i'm watching college football everybody welcome it's your good it's your good buddy judah i said welcome first so welcome welcome everybody to my house i gotta uh i gotta get a name that starts with a p sound (laughs) right you gotta be pete i gotta be pete (laughs) J- the J is not hard enough there? No, especially mm. the way I say it. I don't know if you ever noticed, but I almost say Chuda. Like you're, and um, I, like you're Korean. I don't know why. Like, I say other J sounds correctly. Your J's are Ch's because somebody Romanized it bad. Because someone Romanized everything bad. It's just, uh, and there's no good way to say this, but like I can say Justin. You don't right? say Justin? I don't say Justin. Okay. But I say Judah. Chuda. Uh, and the only other one I say like that is Jesus. Jesus. Well, that that's because of where you are in relation to Jesus. Yeah, it's like Jesus is right here, and I'm I'm doing a gesture, mm-hmm. and then I'm right here, and you can imagine where that gesture. is. It's a similar gesture. It's like it's mostly the same. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, dude. When you go to like Jeju Island, it's spelled with J's, but they say Jeju. Yeah, that's what they say there. Look. uh... Romanization is tricky. No, it's and not. Everyone did a bad job at it anyway. Yeah, it's not that tricky. Just like use the sounds in the Roman alphabet that sound like the sounds they make with their mouths. That's all. Yeah, but then everyone was like, you know what we should do is we should do it as if all of the sounds were Latin sounds. But the, but but why? Like that's how the those dumb initial bad passes were done. Well, because everybody in every continent speaks Latin. Yeah, well, that's well, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Looking at you, Wade Giles. Wade and Giles. Was that two guys or one guy? It was two guys, and they were constantly butt-fucking. I believe that. Never stopped. They were on the job butt-fucking, and that's why they couldn't Romanize for shit. It really sucked to be the second guy who died. I mean, you try to explain Tung Cho. Explain it. Tung Cho. Well, I think... That might not be that far from how it's pronounced. How do they say it in them series as you've been watching? Alright, so who's the problem? Is the problem... Mr. Stephen Pinion? That's probably Stephen F. Pinion. Or is it, um, Senor Wade Giles? He's, he's Hispanic, right? Well, it wouldn't be pronounced Giles, then, would it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What sound does a G make in Spanish? I think we're having another pronunciation problem. <laughs> I think it makes an H sound. I think and it's The only right. way I remember that is the Henhis. Right, and also... Um, the J's are Y's, right? Or is that only Mexican? Is it Yumbo Yak? Oh, listen, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pretend that there's any reason to know how people in Spain speak Spanish. Okay, all right, good. There's like, I think there's like two million of them. Yeah. And they're all fighting bulls all the time. Constantly. Like, hey. Give it up, guys. Well, oh, hey, get guns. 
Yeah, you can kill all the bulls you want in one day. You'll be done in a day. It ain't gonna take five people to kill one bull. Yeah, like, the bulls won't have a chance. They can't do anything about it. If you hate bulls so much. Like, don't get that tiny little sword and stab them in the back or what? Like, that's dumb. When that bullfighter died this year, uh, I took some time to familiarize myself with the procedure of a bullfight. Right. And there's like... There's like 19 stages in which different people stick different spears in different part of a bull (laughs) to weaken it to the point where it won't just kill the guy right away. It seems seems like cheating, doesn't it? It's like they do it in a certain way so that it has to keep its head down. Uh... Yeah, no, it is. It's definitely cheating. Yeah, that sounds like cheating to me. Like, Like, first of all, it's cheating to give the guy a sword. I kind of feel like if I stabbed Mike Tyson 19 times and I got a sword, like... I don't think he'd really stand that much of a chance. Like if he'd been like chased around chased around by horses and <laughs> bled significantly, then you might could KO him. Yeah, and I had a sword. Like I just And you had a sword. I just yeah. feel I mean, maybe he'd get a lucky shot in, but I, I get the feeling that he wouldn't have much of a chance. Yeah. I still would rather not. Oh yeah, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it with the bull either. I don't want to get in there with the bull. But I, I don't want just I don't want my first serious adult punch in the face to be from Mike Tyson. <laughs> Like, I don't know to what extent you can build up tolerance to getting punched in the face. I assume you can. I assume boxers do it, but I don't... Even if you can only build up a 5% like tolerance yeah. to getting punched in the face, I want that 5% on my side before I go up against Mike Tyson. You want to gradually, every day, get hit a little bit harder. I've seen a lot of old, grainy VHS copies of him knocking people out. Yeah. Scary it, stuff. It was vicious. Violent. Yeah. Punching someone in the face, you wouldn't think would be that violent. But it looks very violent when he does it. If all boxing had been, like, early Mike Tyson, then there would never have been any need for the UFC. Oh, yeah. I think that's right. Like, they would have said, hey, but what if we did, like, karate and wrestling also? And then someone else would say, what do you, just, what about just boxing, though? Because it's, like, it's vicious. Have you seen that? It's the best. Yeah, well, I don't think there was any need for UFC, but people were so sick of boxing that they just kind of went, ugh. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll watch this other thing. Boxing is just unwatchable. It really is. It's the soccer of blood sports. Yeah, it's not great. A lot of hugging. A lot of build-up. A lot of build-up, and then you're like, eh, that wasn't... That wasn't so great. Hey, no shots below the waist. Also, for the purposes of boxing, the waist is like one inch under your nipples. Yeah, just straight nips. Just shorts to the nips. Boy, if if we need a motto for this show, shorts to the nips. Shorts to the nips. Should be it. That should be the motto for the show. Yep. That way, every shot is a low blow around uh, here. You know, there is. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me just uh, let me just part the kimono here a little bit and open up our XML feed document. Yikes! That is gross. Don't part the kimono. I'm uh, sorry about that. Uh, there is a summary field which Ooh. currently says brother date is all about keeping in touch because I couldn't think of anything good to say. But now you but did. Shorts to. <laughs> Probably the with an A <laughs> and nips with a Z. Yeah, why not? It's but shorts is with way. an S. I don't want to confuse people. You don't want to do it like j- jorts? Jorts to the nips? Mm, no. It's harder to get jorts all the way up there. Yeah, you'd really have to. They'd be too big. They would just fall off again. I assume. <clears throat> and I hope you guys all enjoyed Brother Date. 
uh, and I hope that Apple does not pull our feed once this once they realize that we are using the controversial word nips. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder how I wonder how lewd you're allowed to get in the podcast summary. I mean, like one of the top rated podcasts every week is a show called Guys We Fucked. Oh, okay. But they do put like asterisks uh, and stuff. Yeah, not asterisks. Asterixes. It's little pictures of that gall. Yes. From the only asterisk property you've seen. I don't speak French. Asterix versus Caesar. I don't speak French, so I don't know what he's saying. Uh yeah. I don't know. Look it up on your own time, people. Asterisk Asterix versus like Caesar. Belgian anyway. I think that's right. I think it's not a proper from France French. A bunch of walloons. Doug, I spent like an hour watching a YouTube video of a guy's imagined future of Earth uh, where people were at war with each other and like it was just a picture of the map and the map just kept changing and I watched the map change for an hour. Nothing about that surprises me. <laughs> it was like, you know how when you end a turn in Defender of the Crown and then the flags just change colors? Yes. To, to describe what action has taken place throughout the land that's what I, it was like i 100 percent remember that no one else will fondly but um yeah and i straight up watched it for an hour and i uh i felt bad the whole time doing it but i couldn't stop watching it and you just keep saying out loud every so often none of this is real none of this is real <laughs> that's right i don't have to worry about some united african republic trying to trying to take over italy this is not this isn't a real thing uh so you should go look at the xkcd what if about what if you opened a portal in the Marianas Trench that deposited water right on Mars? Ooh. Because they go through some sequential maps of what would happen there. Uh, as all of the water ran out of yeah. all of the oceans. I was going to say, well, what happened to all our water? Our water would be on Mars, dog! Well, not all of it. Only water that is directly connected to the Marianas Trench. So, like, if there is a lake that is deeper, or a sea that is deeper than its channel to the ocean... Then once the ocean drops below, do you see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, Eventually yeah, yeah, the water you. stops running out. Yeah, I get you. So the, the water on land would stick around. Some of it. Yes, some of it would. Yeah, yeah. But them oceans, they'd be... Uh, uh, essentially, he speculates that the, uh, the, uh, the people of the Netherlands no longer held back having to fight their great battle against the sea right. uh, would suddenly take over the world. <laughs> because of their industriousness? Yeah, well, look, that's what's been holding them down all these years. <laughs> it's just, just the sea. constant encroachment from the sea. It's weird, because I thought the sea was how they created a maritime empire that helped them become powerful in the first place. Maybe I got that wrong. Hmm? Maybe not. <clears throat> little from column A, little from column B. Everybody should read the What If column on XKCD. Unfortunately, he doesn't update it weekly anymore. It's kind of an occasional thing now, but it's pretty good. All right, so he's on Onstad's schedule. Yeah, he's kind of Onstad in it. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I've been... I mean, he published a whole book, so I think at that point, either all all of the ideas he was interested in had already been explored, or the bloom was just off the rose. Was the book just a collection of things that he had already published online? Uh, there was some new material in there. Okay, well, good. At least there's that. I um, I think I promised one of the last episodes that I would go back and and read all the Akewoods, and I have. I have seen. I have uh, seen. That you've have been working been. your way through, but did you make it all the way to the front? No, I, I didn't mean I have. I meant I have started. I have oh, okay. begun. Um, I'm still in like 2003 or something. So, you know, 
<clears throat> long way to go. Yeah. Long way, but I've already found some pretty good ones, so... Ninety mm-hmm. percent of the things that I say are from Akewood at this point, or yeah. are are structurally the same as another sentence from Akewood. Yeah, they um, Onstead's characters do some things with English that I find fascinating, and so yeah, I think a lot of the way I talk is Akewood. Some of it's Space Ghost. Some of it's um, it's probably some know. Simpsons in there. Yeah, probably some Simpsons from the early days. Although those tend to be direct quotes more than similar constructions. Yeah. Unless I can't tell anymore, but yeah. um, yeah, I again when I always talk about how I am essentially a completely uncreative person, and there's no greater example than um, just everything that comes out of my mouth because it's all just if it's not directly from somewhere, it is loosely based on something that's from somewhere. I'm not very creative, original. Plus, how I've got come, depression. How come we didn't? <laughs> how come we didn't grow up with creativity? I don't know. I don't, um, How come we have a dad who never stops writing sto- mystery stories about lion tamers in a <laughs> notebook? Like, he's just permanently writing them. Well, they're important. And you know when he dies, we're going to have to have a long conversation about whether we read through them. Oh, boy. I to feel see like if there's anything in there. I don't want to know my we, own dad that well. Whether we just give them a Viking funeral of some description you ever wonder what it's like to grow up with with like your parents like as famous actors or something and they're like on screen and and some roles require them to not even necessarily nude i'm not even really talking about that but just you feel like maybe you just know them too well maybe Mm. Uh, or maybe they're like authors or something and they're like famous authors and you feel like you you know there's want to get insights into their psyche from their writings that's what I'm talking... Like, I, I would be... I guess I should have just started with writers since we were talking about that, but... Uh, I feel like I've I... never specifically wondered how that feels, but I immediately imagine what it's like whenever Star Trek characters get sexy, and how yeah, much yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, what if Dad, like, wrote a sexy a sexy lion tamer? Not even, like, the whole book, but just, like, a part of the book. I would not like it. I would be very unhappy. I would not be... No, I mean... Very unhappy. I feel like he was not a person who is shy about his uh, tastes in women when we were growing up. Yeah, but I not didn't like it whenever it came out either. No, it's not. It was no fun to hear yeah. him say, won't somebody take the girl with the skinny legs or whatever, because skinny legs was a major thing for him. He, he did not like them. Hated that. He wanted some, some meat on them. <laughs> he got to get some of that human ham. <laughs> You're imagining what it would look like if you cut Where off one of those ladies' from. legs? That's all I'm saying. And it would just look like a big old ham? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. He liked the uh, he liked the, the Hispanic girls. How about this? Do you suppose I'm afraid to be creative because it stems directly from my fear of intimacy and I'm afraid to be intimate with my own mind? Um. Well, that feels like uh, it could be true of me. So probably <laughs> you just thought of well, that sounds like me. So probably you too. That's probably you. <laughs> yeah, that's how I. Uh, when people ask me questions about themselves, I do immediately think about me. Yeah, they go, "Hey, uh, I just got this problem going on," and I just think about me, and I go, hmm. "Here's the deal: like, uh, all all people have some similarity, and who is the person I am most familiar with? That person is me." Yep. So if I'm going to do any kind of inductive reasoning, I have to start from there. Sure, sure. 
<laughs> but you don't bother trying to figure out first what you know about the other person. Yeah, no, Doug, it's because like, we nah. basically share a brain. Yeah, I know. It's un- it's unfortunate for everybody, I think. There should not be two of us. No. Two is it's unnecessary. Yeah, it's wasteful. It's redundant, for sure. And depressing. Just depressing, yeah. I think. Sorry, yeah. everybody. We decided to have a pod show where the two of us would talk. It's like, um... It's a bad decision. It's like if, um... Data, it's like in the, Data and the B4 were on a pod show together. Oh, my God. Uh, which one of us is half, uh... Frittata? I don't know, dude. Think about you first and figure it out. Yeah, it might be me. It, it might just be me. <laughs> um... <laughs> what is happiness? It's like I'm the, the B4. From the first, in the first year of podcasting, this was all it was. No one had a format or an idea or a concept or a premise yeah. or a conceit. So you're saying we're taking it back to its roots. Yeah, it's old school style. Yeah. It's, it's just, hey, what if we decision. could figure out how to make a podcast? Mm-hmm. That's the entire premise. The premise and... of this show every week is that after we're done talking, you are going to edit the audio file and I'm going to make it appear on the web. I know. It's actually kind of amazing. I'm kind of amazed that it happens. Uh, do look. Do any of your friends have a podcast? Um, I uh, I don't want to know anybody well enough to know whether they have a podcast. Okay, there's that fear <laughs> of intimacy again. Uh, I don't believe any of my friends have a podcast. Suck on that, everybody. I think I only have one friend who knows HTML. So, oh, it's not me. No, I don't know the I don't know the HTMLs. I don't know the XMLs. So I guess that's the conceit. The conceit of this show is we are capable of making a podcast happen. I don't know like, Java plus plus plus. Shit gets downloaded to my iPhone every week. I mean, I don't. I don't download it. I see the notification and then I swipe delete. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any need for this. Get what do I have on my phone? It's all over my computer. Yeah, get it off. <laughs> Yeah, I, d- I definitely, um, I only keep mine automatically downloading on iTunes, just because I'll put it on Marjan's iPod if her iPod is around. Oh, that's that's the circumstances under which she'll listen to it, is if you load it on her iPod? Yeah, I think she figured out a couple of times um, that she could do it at herself without using the iTunes. Like, I think she just was just streaming it from the site or something, or downloaded it from the site. I don't know what she did. You need to just get... I don't know if what you she did. use iTunes, you can just get a different podcast app. I think she's. I think she was scripting in Python. I think that's how it, she did. It. Oh, Python, yeah. Python two or Python three? Python four plus. Oh, that's advanced. Yeah, it's from thirty thirty. That's that new shit. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's weird, huh? <laughs> they got up to version three in about two thousand seven, and yeah. then uh, there was a little something called the apocalypse that happened that kind of uh, slowed things down. Ah, uh, yeah, I messed up a lot of things. Yeah, no mistake, Black. It's our music we must take back. I um. This might be controversial. I think it would have been better if that hadn't happened. The apocalypse? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, that's the event of which I'm speaking. I don't know. I don't know about that, because without the apocalypse, is there a Deltron 3030? A Deltron Zero? Um, I mean, I think that there is, but it would have been like that map you were looking at. It would have been speculative. What about the Fantabulous Rap Extravaganza or whatever? Probably. Okay. All right. Well, then it's fine. as long as automators around, and his crib, unless unless you have some chain of events from the apocalypse to Dan the automator, 
Is that the name of his character? Is he playing himself? Yes. I'm never... He yeah, is? Dude. Do they Hyper say Dan or do they just say Automator over and over Well, they again? just say Automator, but... Okay. You know. I think it's... Maybe it's his descendant? I don't know. Oh, conceivably. Yeah. I know you uh, hyperwarp to Automator's crib and light the torch. That's right. It's important to hyperwarp. It takes a long <clears throat> time if you regular warp. Oh, hell yeah, dude. You're coming from, like, Saturn or something? Mm. Saturn? Too far. No, um, it's inter- oh. the intergalactic rap battle is not in Pluto or Uranus or something. Maybe it's in Uranus. I don't know. I don't know why. But for the first time in like the last nine thousand times I've heard someone say Uranus, that made me giggle. <laughs> <laughs> that the fantabulous rap extravaganza was going to be in someone's anus. <laughs> it fucking finally got you. I get it now. I understand. Uh, dude, we've been watching so much Twilight Zone. <clears throat> Oh, man, Katie uh, Katie turned on one episode of Twilight Zone while I was in the room. I don't even think she made it through the episode. It's, uh... It turns out it's man. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that, um, that future... Was that Futurama? Yeah, Futurama parody, that, the scary door. That Futurama parody is just obviously super spot on. It, it's always man. It turns out it's man. Um, yeah. they had... I think these are made in, like, 59 and 60 and 61, and, um... They did not know anything about space. At least whoever was writing this show did not. No, Doug, at that point, I think only John Glenn had been up in space. Because they say things that I feel like you probably could have found out were not true, even in 1959, and they just say them. They'll say things like, we traveled 10,000 miles in space. And you're like, oh, that's like, that's, that's like right out, that's right there. That's where we can see you. We traveled one-thirtieth of the way to the moon. Yeah, and they'll be, like, on an alien planet that looks just like California, and you're like, oh, oh, where, how did you do that? Is there one up there? How come we can't find it? Well, I like to think some writer's like, should we look up the actual distance? And Rod <laughs> Serling was like, nah, people are too dumb for that. Like, the furthest I've seen them go was, like, halfway to Jupiter. Like, in real, like, when the, the amount of miles they say, but it's always, like, some way, way out in the cosmos. They're like, we traveled 78 million miles. And you're like, yeah, that's that's really not mm, far. But that wouldn't even get you to the sun. Yeah, that's not far, guys. Like, f- fucking... Space, space is real big. I feel like you could have found that out in 1959. I understand we hadn't been on the moon yet, but, like, we knew... No, in- they, I think they knew how far away the moon was. That's what I'm saying. I think we the- knew how far some of the things were in space. The moon is big enough and close enough that you can figure out how far away it is by parallax. Every planet they land on, they just walk outside with no gear or anything, and it's always totally fine. It's just like, they didn't look it up or anything, they just always crash on a planet, and they just walk outside, and it's California, and they go, Oh, it's hot out here! And you're like, yeah, that's what alien planets are like, it's hot. I mean, like, I a don't little know, bit dog. hot. Like, um, in, uh, in the movie you were referencing earlier, Star Trek Nemesis. Uh, uh, did I reference they... that? I didn't mean to. They definitely dig up all of B5's parts just from the Mojave Desert. B5? B4. <laughs> I'm sorry. I destroyed the stupid pun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 in Star Trek, I mean, that's just one of the conceits is that they can travel so far that they can just find like 10 fucking million M-class planets. Just everywhere. Yeah. Oh, they're all over, by the way. They're not all in our solar system. That's true. Uh, but yeah, no, they're always on some fucking dumbass California planet where they can ride their fucking Humvees or 4x4s around or whatever. Idiots. 
Um, so that's one of my problems, is that just factually, there are a lot of problems with their space travel. And space travel is fully half of the episodes. They travel to some planet that is some kind of alternate Earth, which is clearly where TOS kept getting that plot. And, uh, you know, oh, it's like a replica of 1950s Earth. Uh, but it's actually a, like a zoo exhibit. And we trap humans who come here and we put them in their natural habitat, which is a nice apartment. And then we have people come and look at them. It's like, huh, all right, that's pretty good. You came up with a good one. And the narrator, who's the same guy who created the show, <clears throat> gets way into his own stories. There was this one uh, where one of the astronauts who crashed on a California planet, which turned out to be California, um, literally in the end he sees a sign that says, like, Reno is 50 miles away or something. And he's oh, like, no! Like he's like, hey, he has a fucking... Planet of the Apes moment. Um, anyway, he's a real asshole, and he kills his fellow NASA astronauts because he's afraid they're going to run out of water, so he kills them and takes their water rations. <laughs> and uh, the narrator at the end is like, look at you, Corey. You little shit. I mean, he's not swearing, but it's like, that's his, that's his attitude. <laughs> he's like, he's the worst of all of us. Oh, look at him. He's so disgusting. Oh, I hate you, Corey. And you're the like, pre- wow. The whole premise of this show... <laughs> Is hey, I'm Rod Serling. Here's the thing I want you to look at. <laughs> That's right. And then I'm gonna come back at the end and say a thing. He he is very impressed with himself. What did so, you think of that? Spooky. So I'm not enjoying it, but Marjan loves camp, so she loves that. Ugh. But I don't think it was made. Well, I guess that's the point. It's not camp if it was in, if it's intentional. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why she still insists TOS was a really good show. And it was obviously not a good show. I mean, you can tell because everything in the 60s was on the air for 25 years. And that was on for two and, and a half. That, really. Yeah, and that got canceled real quick because didn't nobody care. And only the fact that it was like popular underground made it possible to bring it back later. Yeah, there were 14 seasons of F Troop, but uh, Star <laughs> Trek went off the air right away. <laughs> right. It's like, no, this was not a popular show. No one thought it was good. Stop defending it and saying it was good. It was not. Uh, so yeah. So their ideas about space make me go crazy. What have you been watching? Uh, we have, well, so we've been watching Star Trek. We're still way behind you. We've gotten through the host. You'll never catch me, dog. I watched Schisms today. Uh, God, you're all the way to Schisms? It was. That's a bad episode, by the way. I feel like I would be the, the worst therapist. Because when they're all in that room talking about all the things that happen, I would just be like, oh, you guys are fucking creeping me out. Just stop, stop talking about it. Stop it. Stop talking about I don't like it. And then I would have to leave the room. You keep this spooky shit to yourself. Worf's like, nah, there were scissors as well. And you're like, oh, I don't want to know what they do with those scissors. But the handle's all wrong. That's not good. None Man. of this is good. If one of the blades was curved. And I'd be like, all right, I told you guys to stop. You're not stopping. I'm the therapist. I'm in charge of this session. Everyone just take some Tylenol. (laughs) Tylenol will solve this. They don't, dog. You know that pills in future Star Trek are the size of Neko wafers for no good goddamn reason. (laughs) Pills got bigger again. We've seen that. They're still individually wrapped in uh, the same shitty plastic we used in the 80s, though. Yes. It's kind of like how cell phones for a while kept getting smaller and smaller until 
um, people did started to do video streaming on them, and then they went, oh, I need this to be way bigger. So, like, in McCoy's time, they don't do kidney dialysis anymore. Yeah, that's but they ages. still have enough kidney problems that he needs to be carrying a kidney pill with him at all times? Uh, it's unexplanatory what he has in that magic bag. Yeah. He's just like, anything that he needs is in there. Anything he needs to cure Chekhov or a lady with a kidney problem or anybody else he meets in the hallway, he has in that little bag. Which is, by the way, a super traditional doctor's bag. I'm just saying, it's like, kidney, kidney dialysis, dialysis, eat this pog. I, ca- <laughs> I carry them all the time. It's a slammer. Like, it seems like the the issue wouldn't be the treatment. It would be, hey, can we just prevent these kidney maladies? Yeah. I don't know. I agree. Medicine in Star Trek is one of the worst imagined and executed areas of Star Trek. Because yeah, mostly they wave a baton over it and it goes, woo, 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 and then they're cured. Yeah, but then like in the next episode, someone with the identical injury is just beyond medical intervention. Oh, yeah, like Worf, who uh, gets his spine completely replaced, and they're like, it's going to take a long time before he's up and running, and next episode, he's just good to go. Just fucking drop-kicking dudes. Just rocking it, you know? Well, Worf was never really that good. Kind of Worf rum- is not agile. Rumbling around a little bit. Maybe he puts his shoulder into somebody. I don't know. Even, even, uh, even when Star Trek wants us to understand that he moves quickly... They do it by by uh, data going the third ridge. <laughs> data. Oh wait, wait, shit. emotions. Shit. <laughs> data having fucking googly eyes. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Uh, so you've been watching the Star Treks, obviously. That never yeah. ends. Uh, we finished watching all of the QI that's available on Hulu. We just finished that up this week. Uh, we've been watching another British show. Where Sue Perkins, who is uh, one of the people on the Great British Bake Off, which I'm guessing you still have not started to watch. No, dog, I told you it's on the list, which means we'll never get to it. Uh, and uh, and a food critic uh, spend a week eating the diet of an earlier period in British history, which is mostly horrifying. Oh my god. I've read enough about cuisine in like the 14 and 1500s that, to know that I would... Just another one of the million reasons that whenever they have like a period piece... I question its authenticity. They have not even gone that far back. Like, because uh, because Britain has, is a monarchy, they got like a real real easy shorthand for for breaking out very specific periods of time. Right. Like you could say, oh, this is an Edwardian era, or this is Victorian era, and you're like, oh, wait a minute, that's like ten years apart. Yeah, dude, it's like fucking uh, rain periods in China. Like, I ain't gonna remember that. Yeah, exactly. This is a oh, uh, this is what they ate in renewing prosperity. Like okay, hold on a second. I know that Women. one. That's uh, that's a Qing dynasty, and they go, "What are you dumb?" And you go, "I'm sorry." I. <sighs> it's a it's a Tong 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 dynasty, and then they shake their head at you, and then you go, "Well, China's dumb anyway." It's like that. And then you go, "I'm sorry. I love China. I take it back." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're. A lot of gross stuff. Wasn't everything just spoiled and nasty? And they just ate whatever they could? Yeah, it's just like animal heads, uh, but all put in a pie. It's it's just nasty food all the time. Great. They didn't eat any vegetables. Like, they were suspicious of vegetables most of the time. (laughs) They grew in the ground. The dirty ground. I know, dog. (laughs) I know they did. I'm not going to take dog (laughs) dew. Let's put on the dirty ground and put it on my face. (laughs) 
Yeah, Simpsons. Direct quote. Uh, so we've been watching that show. I forget what it's called. Hmm. Uh, and then Katie has been watching a lot of this uh, CW show, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh. Are you comes... familiar with this premise? No, but I mean, is it is it what it sounds like? Uh, I mean, it's a show. It's about the titular Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So it's... she Is she misunderstood? No, I think she generally. She, I mean, she I think she genuinely has problems. Oh, okay. Uh, but I think you're supposed to be somewhat sympathetic. Anyway, uh, this is actually a show that I had been hearing good things about on a podcast, and hmm. I recommended to her. But then it turns out it's a goddamn musical, and they sing like three songs an episode. Mm-hmm. So I bounced. Yeah, that can't be nap. Can't right off that. of that, cannot do it. Yeah, can't handle it. Uh, and then uh, you know, I watch the joy of painting to get sleepy sometimes. Yeah, that's good. That's like a golf nap. That's good stuff. Yeah, that is. That's uh, restful. It's, it doesn't have the exact quality of a golf nap. In a golf nap, they'll tell you when you need to look at the screen if you that's are true. awake. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to tell what's going on. Yeah, you sort of have to. Joy uh, of painting just gets over. And you go, it just oh, ends. It's over. <laughs> it's over. Okay, so I should wake up. It's just like, dee do 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 and you're like, oh, wait. And then look at the Dude. final thing. Dude. Yeah. That music is some Pilot Wings bullshit. It's Woods. He did Woods again. That is some straight Pilot Wings music. That is, you are fucking in your fucking hang glider doing some nonsense. Mm-hmm. Hey, what, uh, what were those domes that you could bounce off of in Pilot Wings? And why did they blow up? Yeah, in and the real world, what the fuck are those things? Are they, like, f- fuel containers? Or Why are they so fragile? That you can just bounce on them with your feet a little bit and they blow up? At, like, up? basically zero volume, but then they explode enough to, like, throw you up in the air. Yeah, um, yeah, Pilot Wings didn't really... Every game had instruction booklets back then, but I don't think they covered it in the instructions. Yeah. It's, it wasn't like they were, um, Koopa Troopers or anything like that. Do you remember the fucking first time and rare time you got to the helicopter gunship mission at the <sighs> end and you were like, what is this? Yeah, the difficulty really ramped up on that game. Quickly. I've been like hella chill, like <laughs> yeah. diving as a penguin into a target. Yeah, this was all supposed to be like fun and games. Like I'm then just getting sudden, my license. I got to rescue hostages in a helicopter. When gunship? did I become a military pilot? That wasn't one of the licenses I got. Like I've been flying a biplane over here. Yeah, it's not uh, armed. I mean, the jetpack is fairly military, but but it's not. I'm not doing a bombing mission. I'm just like. But flying. I've been doing sports parachuting. I'm just rocketeering and hang gliding, and now I'm like qualified. That's it. I'm the only one. It's got to be me. Got to be <laughs> me flying this gunship. You're the only one in the sector, dude. You got to fly yeah. that gunship over there and save those hostages, and you got to shoot a lot of rockets at uh, like Sam's or whatever or. AA fire coming out of the jungle. Yeah, which, like, I mean, weirdly, just orange circles on a gray, inside a gray square. Yes, that's what they look like, dog. Haven't you ever seen any of like, the uh, the bomb cameras from uh, World War II or Vietnam or anything like that? That's what they look like. Mm, orange Okay, I'll, I'll accept it. Orange domes. Uh, yeah, that, that did not make any sense. And then there were more missions after the helicopter. Like, you got... Your licensing would then like ramp up even more, right? Something like that. Like, but it'd be the same shit, but it'd be like hard mode. Yeah, I wasn't into that. 
I just wanted to, I only ever wanted to play the first few missions just to like hang glide around or fly my biplane around and uh and listen to that fucking Bob Ross music going on in the background the whole time. Is this a game that you've ever emulated? No. That one never really made the cut. I never went back. Seems like it'd be it'd be decent with one of those like uh four time anti aliasing smoothers. Boy, you would need I think you'd need more than four time. Well, you'd, you'd need, need five hundred time. <laughs> I need it to look like something. I need to look like shapes that I understand. What am I am I on this red thing? What's this red thing? Where am I? Why am I this red thing on this blue field? Like trying to fly that um F fourteen Tomcat on the Atari? That was difficult. Even back then, those were hardly shapes. Uh, yeah. Uh, even for the Atari 2600, that was not... I think it must have been so much of a strain on the processor to Fly around do the and... actual landing simulation. Yeah, and figure out where the carrier was and shit like that. Like, probably during the dog... No, see, even the dog fighting, you kind of needed, like, a 3D representation of where shit was. Yeah. You Could you go up and down? Uh, you must have been able you to, You must right? have, because you can land that plane. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember ever flying close to the water, though. Um, I remember going into the water a lot, trying to take off. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it must have been so taxing on the system to, like, simulate that environment that they, they could not also do complicated sprite work. You mean because it, it had, like, less than one byte? Of of available memory or whatever that that game looked like dump compared to like yeah. I'm gonna say Pitfall. Sure, right. It's a game that had like not the best graphics ever, but for the Atari, it was pretty good. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know which is worse, the graphics in uh, Top Gun or I'm sorry, was it called Top Gun? I think it was Tomcat. Just Tomcat. Yeah. Or the graphics in uh, Atari Football, where you're either the blue team or the yellow team. Which we used to pretend was the Vikings and the Packers, I believe. Right, right. Yeah, um, well, those graphics were fucking horrible. But I, I mean, the gameplay sucked, too. So gameplay was, was even worse than the graphics. Which is tough on the Atari. You've really made a shit game if your gameplay is worse than your graphics on the Atari 2600. You really, you fucked up. You should yeah. not have made that game. You should have done something else. Like, for, for instance, that is not true of Pac-Man. Yeah, Pac-Man plays fine. It still plays fine. It's yeah, a, you, like a, you, there's a Pac-Man cabinet in a, my company's game room. It It's still Pac-Man. It's a simple concept and hard to screw up. Football yeah. is not simple and is apparently very easy to screw up because there have been a lot of bad football games. They couldn't even get 11 guys on each side. How many were there? Like I think there three, were... Four? Not I think many. there were like two wideouts and a quarterback and maybe three linemen on each side. Oh, you think there were as many as three linemen? I don't know. I think oh, there might I have wonder. been three. <sighs> a lot of people on the screen. I mean, only like a few of them were ever doing anything. The linemen oh, all just yeah. crashed into each other, and then after a certain amount of time, which I think was predetermined, they would break through and... Oh, oh, for sure, each line was one sprite. Yeah. <clears throat> not a great... Not a great simulation of American footballs. No. So anyway, that Bob Ross music is hella by the wings. Just go and listen to it and then tell me it's not. Tell me. Fucking dare you. Okay, I'm, I'm looking at it now. I actually gave them too much credit. There's only one wide receiver. 
Oh, that's right. Three linemen, quarterback, one wide receiver. That wide receiver, that was like one-on-one. And the defense is in the rare 2-3 formation. The two linemen, three defensive backs? Not linemen. Three not linemen. (laughs) It's hard to say what they are. It is not clear whether any of them are supposed to be linebacker. Could be one middle linebacker and two DBs. One of whom is lined up not, like, in open space where there's no receiver on that side. Why? I I feel like he missed... He missed the fucking read on that. I think you can choose which side your receiver is on. And it's just one-on-one. But it's just one-on-one. Well, does that other guy at least rush the quarterback? Or does he try to go deep and play, like, does he play underneath or something? Uh, he I'm appears sorry, to run straight know. forward. <laughs> it's good. Good coaching. And you, you just look at the end zone, and you just run like hell. You just run at that end zone. Man, that game is bad. That is a very bad game. I don't even know why we played it. It's because we, the other options were bad. Uh, dog, we I don't think play we s- made any decisions about what Atari games we had in the house. I know we didn't buy it, but why did we uh, play it if we uh, had Moon Patrol? Yeah, that's a good question. Moon Patrol was much better. Yeah. I mean, once you got to the fifth level and the rockets started coming from behind, it was pretty tough. It was impossible. <laughs> I got to the sixth level twice. What happened in the sixth level? It's like the first level, but the rockets come from behind. No, oh, okay, all right, okay. <laughs> no, I mean, so like, you I'm can saying. memorize the pattern from the first level. So, but we never, like, figured out what happens after rockets. No. Because, you know, those rockets, they blow up your tank. Yeah, no, I don't know. That ship, ship might end. Like, if you get to level seven, you might just win. Hmm. And we will never know. Because I definitely never saw level seven. Yeah. And we have Breakout, and like, uh, such as Pinball. And, yeah. Uh, oh, Video Pinball was a good game. Again, simple concept, so it's easy. Easier it would be the world's worst actual pinball machine, but uh, highly playable. Did I tell you Marjan and I recently went to the Pinball Museum in in Alameda? Across the bay in Alameda. Oh, you, you went across the bay to Alameda, where <laughs> yeah. they keep the nuclear wessels? Yeah, and the... In the pinball museum. How was that? Uh, you, don't, you don't care about pinball, right? No, I don't at all. Uh, it was kind of fun to play the old machines. They had a bunch of machines like from the fucking 60s, which were, uh, well, goofy and sexist and hilarious. Like lots of ladies with their panties falling down and stuff like that. You know? Like that no. bus driver. I do like it when that bus driver <laughs> has to tell the lady, uh, pardon me, miss. You seem to have dropped your panties. I liked when we gave him Louis Armstrong's voice. Yeah, I don't know why. Oh, he kind of looked like Louis Armstrong. Pardon me, ma'am. You appear to have lost your panties. It's, uh, I don't know, man. Elastic must have been a real boon to the panty world. Because until then, if you were carrying a bag of groceries and there was a stalk of celery in it in any way, <laughs> them shits was around your ankles and you were embarrassed. That's right. Panties, panties on the ground. Right on the bus, too. Ugh. With the colored bus driver looking right at you? I love that that was somebody's specific fetish. Yep. Like, I'm drawing the pinup girls. Uh, all, all of them have their underpants falling down. Can yeah, you imagine if that happened in real life? They didn't mean for them to fall. It's an accident. Do you get it? Then there'd be nothing covering their special zones. <laughs> I don't really know what they look like. I'm curious, though. I'm not going to draw those, because I... I don't have enough I don't have a model. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, but I know what panties look like because they sell them in stores. I look at them in the store. I go there. I see them. It's for art, so I can draw them better. 
one time I pulled them down on a mannequin. She didn't have anything in down there <laughs> at all. She was smooth. The player takes the role of a Luna City police officer assigned to Sector 9, the oh, home of the I'm toughest sorry. thugs in the galaxy. Hold on a second. Where does it say that anywhere? You just start. Uh, yeah. This is a very good question. Where Perhaps is there backstory? was a booklet? Uh, uh, it's... Uh... Okay, if you say so, I thought it just started and people were shooting, and I'm just in a tank. The gameplay is within a number of courses, and each is divided into 26 checkpoints, named after the letters of the English alphabet. I don't really remember of that, these, but sure. the five major checkpoints, E, J, O, T, and Z, denote a new stage with a new background and theme. Uh, For example, the third stage starting at J introduces mines. I remember that. What happens at the end? There are two unique courses, the beginner course and the champion course. The champion course loops forever. Oh, great. So if you had gotten through level 10 to level 11, it would have just been level 6 again. Your reward is that you play forever. It's like uh, Valhalla in that way, right? Mm, I don't think that if you go to Valhalla, you spend eternity playing Moon Patrol. Oh, I mean, I misunderstood. Although, I maybe I'm thinking about Sovngarde. Am I thinking about Sovngarde? Down on Moon Patrol. Oh hell yeah, dude! They'd be way into that shit. They'd be like, hey, I don't I'm understand. controlling this buggy. I don't understand this technology, but uh, this is amazing. Whatever this is, Gunnar, when I push the button, the buggy shoots. <laughs> it's like an arrow. <laughs> are you trying Gunnar, to do... the buggy can jump. <laughs> You're gonna do the voice of the guy who does all the voices in Skyrim. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's half that and half Metalocalypse, I guess. <laughs> I was, I was saying, maybe I mistook it for Sovngarde. It might have been Sovngarde. I was thinking. Might have been at Sovngarde where they play Moon Patrol. Yeah, I mean, I went up there in the game. I don't remember seeing it, but I. I, uh, I mean, you went up there in the game about two years after you started playing the game. It did take me a long time. Like, you fucked around not progressing the main storyline, which actually does not take that long to progress. Yeah, I mean, if you say so, I'm just saying, like, how did it take me 50 times as long as it took me on Fallout? Like, I tried to do the side quests when they showed up on Fallout, and I, built, and I fucked around and built settlements and stuff, which I hated. But I still beat that game in, like, two weeks. Uh, like, actually you, playing it. You probably did nothing but fast travel in Fallout, right? Uh, no, I traveled around all the time. I kept getting killed by gunners and shit. Hmm. Just pop out of nowhere and shoot me with 500 times with lasers. I'd be like, what the fuck happened? Fuck those guys. I'm just saying, I, for me, it went really quick. Whereas Skyrim, I was never... I was like, I was trying not to progress. I just... I had a weird OCD thing where I wanted to beat everything in one town before I moved on. Which was impossible. I mean, like, you could have... You could have done that. There's a bunch of shit in Diamond City, right? Yes, and that's what I think, was trying to do. Do you think you did all that shit? I well, I don't, no, I know, I know there's stuff I missed, and so I know I can go back and hopefully still try to do stuff. Like, did you make the radio guy more confident? I just yes, I did. I just by faking that fight or whatever. Yeah, by staging a fight. Yeah, I did that. Uh, but I think I just it was just easier to get into to do the main story missions. Like they just they kept popping up, and I kept doing them. And then it was over, and I was like, wait, that was it? Well, you didn't have to climb to the throat of the world. That's true. Or whatever. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you do have to cross the red glowing sea. That's not great. But you have to do that all in one go. Yeah. 
Oh, I know there's stuff in there I didn't do. There's still stuff in Skyrim I haven't done. Yeah. Like, which is bonkers, actually, if you think well, about it. Well, good news is coming out again, son. Dude, I'm probably going to buy it again. That's crazy. Fuck, why not? I'll buy it for the console again, and maybe it won't be all buggy and shitty this time. But it's Bethesda, so it probably will. No, I'm sure it will. <laughs> I'm sure it buggy. Will. I have, by the way, I haven't heard if they're adding any new content at all. I just hope it's not buggy in all the same ways. You know, yeah, it's different bugs. <laughs> okay, Shit good. you ain't seen before. Stuff they ain't seen before. That's the problem. Yeah, dragons flying games. backwards. Who cares? <laughs> they built this game to be so open, and so many things can happen that I'm sure there are all kinds of things they've never seen in their in their testing. I mean, it's definitely less of a, like, planned out consumer experience than it is, uh, like, a crazy game of Sim Earth. Yeah, you're like Amiibos. They're just tweaking the temperature settings and they don't know what it'll do. Yeah. Like, uh, these Amiibos, uh, they do a lot more than they did back on the NES or SNES or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) This Amiibo can fight this Amiibo on the other side of the map and it will have real world consequences for you. You'll have to, like, fucking... All of the shopkeepers will be dead, and you'll just be out of luck. <laughs> it was mystifying the first time I got noticed that an yeah. NPC had died and left me some money. I and like, I was like, wait, I but I didn't kill him? For one thing, I didn't remember who it was, and I thought maybe it was just plot. Yeah, like, until you maybe get there and they're like, uh, no one's talking about this at all? <laughs> yeah, like maybe I'm not supposed to have met him yet. Maybe this is how he's introduced in the story. But no, he was just a shopkeeper or something. Right, yeah. Like, it's not part of the plot. Yeah. A courier just bugs you wherever you are. He shows, and then you try to ask him questions, because I was really curious, and he's like, nope, that's all I've got. And that's in like, the letter. Read the letter. You're like, this letter says nothing. <laughs> the letter is like, you know... I don't know I, who Wolferth Half-Arm is, so... <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, Warren Hathaway, or whatever you said, died, and you got 100 <laughs> golds. And that's it. And I don't know who that guy is. And you don't need the hundred golds. It's not any money. It's really a very piddly sum. That guy was not doing well for himself. Or he gave his money away to a lot of people when he died. I don't know. Well, it's not like a shopkeeper can die and then you have to run the shop. And you're like, I can only adventure between 9 p.m. and 8 (laughs) a.m. Or else when I get back, there's going to be a huge line of people outside of the shop. Uh, Yeah, I'd love to go kill. uh, What's the name of the dragon? I don't even fucking care. I have a day job. Is it Alduin? Yeah, the store's not going to run itself. So why don't you go get your fucking fancy blades to go do it, you bitch. I gotta deal with all of the agents that are out there collecting all of these herbs that I sell. That's right. That's right. inventory doesn't just regenerate. Yeah, you think I go out there every day and get all these Nern roots? someone's gotta run the shop. Yeah, someone's picking Nern root, idiot. That's what I'd say if someone tried to get me to kill a dragon. What do you want? You want the world to keep going, or do you want Nern Root? Because you can only have one or the other. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm Dragonborn. I get it. I the, heard the, I the heard old the guys told shouting me. from that mountain. Yeah. Uh, that's great, though, but, like, somebody has to make iron armor. All of the town guards wear it and buy it and need it fixed. But it was foretold that you have to beat the dragon. Thank you, Ferengar Secret Fire. But what about my cloak? <laughs> it's mysterious. <sighs> yeah. Just, uh, uh, thanks. I'll be gr- I'll be working this grind wheel for the next six hours, though. Because <laughs> uh, I got to sharpen daggers. That lady played by Ivanova, right when you get into White Run, or yeah, it's right. She she died. 
So you one of the her. one of the several ladies played by Ivanova. <laughs> yeah. Claudia Christian, whatever her name is. <clears throat> anyway, that doesn't happen. That's just a random event. Well, you don't get give some them money, ideas, and dude. That person is really dead from the game. Don't give Bethesda ideas because that feels like a lot like what that building that settlement thing was like. Just a chore that I had to do all day. Oh, yeah. If you had to run a shop, that would be the worst. Yeah, that's what Bethesda will probably come up with. So don't don't lead them to it faster. You can buy a shop, and then you run the shop. And then if you neglect the shop, you lose the game. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, great. Thanks. I straight up don't think you can lose the game. All you can do is die and respawn. Yeah, good. I think that's probably hell. I think you're probably in hell. I <laughs> think that's right. <laughs> Never you're fucking in... ends weird pseudo Norse hell. Yeah. Again, I haven't, I never went back and played any of the other ones, so I didn't get to see the other realms. Uh, I only know Skyrim. Yeah. I I think the other games were worse. And also worse looking, so there's no point. Yeah, I think that's what held me back, is that I'd have to go back and look at some worse 3D graphics. I started to play the first one, Arena. Uh, which is an old DOS game. Uh, but it's hard as hell, and also it was big as hell. There are like a hundred cities. What, like full of lizard guys and stuff? Yeah, but like, and also you could just go around and ask them, every single person, about anything you'd ever heard about. Ugh. But like, most of the time they didn't have answers. So, that sucked a dick, and I quit. <laughs> um... And I don't want to go back to Oblivion or Morrowind either, uh, or Daggerfall is the other one. So even if they got like other other different types of humans in them, like um, like Bretons or Imperials, yeah, or like a Red Guard, like or such Red as. Guards. Yeah, even if. <clears throat> okay, going good. I'll play the next one when it comes out. All right, well, like as we've been mentioning, looks like the next one is Skyrim, and then uh, who knows after that. <clears throat> Who knows? Dude, uh, the college football's back. I know, it's exciting. I'm watching it right now. It's Who's the, playing? It's the great thing where uh, <coughs> uh, teams don't have any kind of routine yet, because it's the first week of the year, and they're playing on a Thursday night, and uh, these games are just going any which way. Like, uh, Vanderbilt is beating South Carolina. And Tennessee is losing to Appy State. Ooh. And it's just like... Yeah, and Tennessee is ranked ninth in the country, by the way. It's like... uh, uh, Appy State, like, this is... They've been preparing for this. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is what Appy State does. They play... This is it for them. They don't even do what a lot of the teams do, where they they just play someone from 1A or FBS, whatever it's called now. Like, Appy State goes, who's, like, really good? We want to play a power. Like, as long as we're probably going to get beat, we want to get beat by someone who's, like, ranked. Let's get beat by the best. It's like that time San Jose State played Florida. Yeah, and they then they merely lost 62-3 to three or whatever it was. Yeah, pretty good. I was pretty <laughs> proud about that three. <laughs> well, normally San Jose State, they get that three early. And you're like, oh, yeah, here we go. This is going to be a game. Yeah, they might score first in a big game like that. Yeah, then they will give up six straight touchdowns or whatever, and you go, oh, okay, no, never mind. They do, what they do is they do exactly enough to wake the other team up. That's right. So the coaches can use it as motivation. Oh, fuck, we're Florida. What's happening? Like, so the coaches can yell at them and go, you got San Jose State beating you? 
And they're like, oh man, this ain't, this ain't good, man. And they wake up and then they beat the shit out of them. I bet if San Jose State were to beat one of those teams, the coaches would resign. Oh, they would at least throw up Fitz Hill style. <laughs> he was not a great football coach. Oh, Dr. Fitz Hill? Yeah, he just wasn't. See what he's up to these days. I think he went and he was coaching in Arkansas, like Arkansas State, or maybe even lower, maybe like fucking some kind of Arkansas Pine Bluff or something. Uh, he is know. currently the president of Arkansas Baptist College. Ooh, yikes. So he may be out of coaching. Well, what if he's both? What if he's president and coach? That'd be pretty sweet, right? <laughs> Wearing two hats, you know? Uh, it's funny that in Fitz Hill's article, they blame San Jose State losing scholarships on Fitz Hill recruits. Ugh. Well, facts are facts, I guess. Maybe whoever's writing that Wikipedia article isn't biased, you know? Yeah, it's cool that they put that on Fitz Hill's page. I mean, maybe it's on San Jose State's page, too. Who knows? But uh, it's definitely on old Fitzy's. I don't even remember when that happened. When they lost scholarships? Uh, yeah, their uh, their APR dropped below 925. Oh, right, right, right. And they got academic. them back in 2010. Yeah, academic shit. Okay. Yeah, no, it's just academics. I was like, I don't... I it's because his re- apparently his recruits failed to graduate or became academically ineligible for the football team. Ah. Uh... Well, damn, the least they could have done was win. Shit. Oh, what are you talking about? They went 14-33 and 33 under Fitzhill. Yep. <laughs> Including a final season at 2-9. and nine. And, and what, at least four or five of those wins were against 1AA teams? Probably, right? Mm, maybe. How, how many years was he there? Four but or five? Here's, oh, oh, of his total, how many were against 1AA? Yeah, probably four of them. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, probably only but like nine or ten wins against. They had teams. that 70-63 to 63 win over Rice. That time, yeah, that's right. That was a record setter. I think that record's since been broken, but it was a record setter. Yeah, at the time it was. Yeah, that was a good game to listen to. That was during the first time that I failed to read James Joyce's Ulysses. <laughs> that's I how you remember it. Currently failed to read it three times. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> I got real. I got really pretty far this last time. I got like halfway through it. I like how you. There are things that you would do associate like it's broken down by era. I, I remember opening that green hardcover copy of it that Dad had. I remember sitting there with that open, listening to the game as it gradually got interesting. Uh-huh. How many of those points were scored in overtime? Like, 50? Uh, you know... But they kept going back and forth. I'm guessing that that their game... Or was, or was that some kind of record for a regulation game? That wasn't regulation, was it? 133 points? That'd be bonkers. Be crazy. Yeah, whatever. That that that'll probably take a while to look up. <clears throat> I'm not gonna edit out the dead air. I don't. Let do me that. search for the word overtime in this uh, Mercury News article about it. Oh, uh, yeah, it's most points in a non-overtime game. Okay, so that is actually crazy. At the time, that is messed up. Uh, topping a game when Middle Tennessee State beat Idaho seventy to fifty-eight. I can't believe that was a Division One game in two thousand one. <laughs> I think both teams are technically still Division One, One A, or whatever it's called now, FBS. Though Idaho has made it clear their intention is to go down. Yeah, well, they'll probably do well if they go down. Well, they can't do fucking worse. They had like a couple of seasons where they looked like they were threatening to become decent, and then their coach got hired by the Raiders, and that was it. That was the end. And now no 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 conference wants them, so they're just like. Hanging out with their fucking 
dicks in the wind. So. Yep, that uh, apparently San Jose State was his last stop as a coach oh, of any okay. kind. All right, well, that, deservedly so. He was. He just went into academia after he was, that. He was a bummer. And yes, he would throw up on the sidelines sometimes because of, I assume, because of how bad they were. <laughs> Although it weirdly lists him as. Uh, he's got a little info box that says sports, football, current position, title, president, team, Arkansas Baptist. Mm, wait a minute, though. <laughs> he's the president of the Arkansas Baptist football team. Mm, here's the thing. That ain't a thing. Uh, he is the president of that college, perhaps. Yes. He's not president of the football team? No, I don't think that's how it works. I mean, I understand that the president might technically be the commander-in-chief. Oh, I hope he is. I hope he can go out there and give the coach orders and stuff. Apparently he's a former professor at UCF. This is the one of the less interesting segments we've ever done. Let's talk about Fitzhill. <laughs> History of Fitzhill. <laughs> uh, one time... He the San Jose State Spartans lost a bunch of games in a row, and he got so angry after the last one he threw up. <laughs> that is how this all started, yeah. and uh, that's the best, the best and only thing you need to know about Fitz Hill. Yeah, that's a good place to end it. I think I woke Tennessee up. They scored, and now it's tied against Abbey ah. State. But it is the fourth quarter. Like, what's taking them so long? Come on. Uh, that is a college which my wife considered attending. Abbey State, apparently. Wow. Oh. Well, they've uh, not surprisingly had an easy transition into one Division One or whatever. She's got kin in the Appalachians. That's true. Yeah, up in the Carolinas. Carolinas. It is in the in the in the Carolinas. Car- yeah. Carolinas. Like another hurricane just ripped the coast, like that, but yeah. opposite because you turn the the hurricane into a hurricane and you turn Carolina into Carolina, right? Hmm. I think so. Uh, it's weird that they list four other nicknames for Appalachian State University and not one of them is Abbey State. I don't give a shit. Call them whatever I want. Call them fucking... Appetizer... Appetizer City. That's not bad. That's a good nickname. So they just should just call it TGI Friday's University then, I guess. Yeah! Right? What's well, a place bet, that's known for its apps? I bet that's what TGI Friday's calls their training program. Welcome to TGI Friday's University. Can't you imagine like a hella old training video? Telling you, 101. Telling you about how not to get burned by the fryer or whatever. Mozzarella sticks are served with, that's right, marinara. <laughs> Dude, if that training program doesn't exist, I think we found our calling. I'm definitely going to get a job offer to do the voiceover <laughs> with my uh, radical instructor character. <laughs> I really want to make horrible training videos for large chains now. We can do them yes. for all kinds of industries. We can do one for like uh, Home Depot or like such as a um, Subway, Subway restaurants. Or um, how about um, what are, what are chains that aren't food or or like home home improvement? Uh, so, welcome to Fry's Electronics University. <laughs> the rest of this lecture will be conducted in Nigerian. That's right, and it's ma- ma- mainly about where to stock the beef. It's probably turkey. Ethiopian, actually. Now that I think about it, 
like where to where to keep the pemmican. <laughs> it's important. Put the beef jerky next to. That's right, the pornography. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, the last time I went to Fry's, uh, either they had moved the pornography to elsewhere in the store, or they have gotten rid of it. Well, maybe they decided that they were going to be a, a class act for once. Fries. In general, their DVD section is a lot smaller than it used to be. Yeah. Uh, they ain't like come up with such as a streaming program. Oh fries. my god, it would be the amazing. worst one. No, it would be so amazing if Fry's had their own streaming service. <laughs> You'd, first of all, it'd be fucking on commission. So... <laughs> If you every time you wanted to watch a show, you'd have to like Skype connect up to someone, and then they'd do a hard sell on something you did not want to watch. That's right. No, I don't want to watch Richmond Gone Wild. Why are and you then, Richmond, California, Gone Wild? Then you'd get transferred up to the Ethiopian uh, at the other part of the streaming program, and then you'd have to tell them who helped you. That's right. So they got credit. Yeah. That'd be awesome. That'd be a great service. That's, a, that's another great idea. Mark that one down. We're coming yep. up with so many good ideas today. TM, 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 TM. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all fucking... All, um... Timothy McVeigh. That's what TM means to you. Is that why you said it so T- many times? Timothy McVeigh. Because you're right into Timothy McVeigh? Fucking knew it. Um... Oh, I was gonna say, so there's, um... It's like a... Asian liquor store on on uh, on Castro here in Mountain View that Marjan claims is some kind of historic Asian liquor store, like it was the first Chinese-owned business in the area or something like that. And she mentions that every time we walk past it. But all well, where I does ever, she go to learn that history? I, I have no clue. I might just be like oral history told on the corner of Castro, oh, okay. like the corner of Castro and El Camino or something. And um, if there was a plaque on the store, maybe the 15th time I passed it, I would notice that. All I ever notice, two things. One, in the window, there are hella fine statues of Guan Yu. Nice. Excellent statues of varying sizes. And two, the generous quantity of Asian pornography in the window. You know, with like uh, placards and things in front of the naughty bits. Right. But just so much. Right in front. Right in the front of the store. And I'm always like, yeah, no, it's a classy institution. It's an historic institution that really wants you to buy a bunch of Asian pornography. It's the most <laughs> important thing that they have. They have that, and they have booze. So, and those Guan Yu statues. It, but it's That's all it. historical. You know, if you're going to be like some kind of landmark, <clears throat> class for, it up. For real, though, how many Guan Yu's did you buy? Dude, I never buy any. And the reason why I can never think of, like, good place to put one. I feel like every place I put it would dishonor him. You got a desk at work? Yeah, but I Cover hate my job. Use. I hate my job so much, I feel like I'd be just ruining his energy. I'll give you some shit to box up when you quit. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the only reason I put anything on my desk. <laughs> so that I could box it up later at some point, hopefully. <laughs> it's like moving, but less. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm not gonna be the guy. Today. <laughs> Who complains about his job on the pod show? I'm not going to do it. <laughs> New leaf. Turn it over. That leaf. Hold yeah. on. I'm, d- I'm doing poetry. Hold on a second. Wait, I'm not done. <laughs> okay, I'll let you slam. Let's this go. leaf. 
What leaf? Our leaves? Your leaves? Bushes. Trees. Is asparagus a tree? Tiny trees. Broccolis. Bees. Knees. Everybody give it up for Brother Matthew. Fucking killed it right there. You did a, you did good and you should feel good. Slam poetry session. Uh, Maybe this one doesn't need to go 90 minutes. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it doesn't need to. You got anything you wanted to cover? Uh, let's see if we got Fitz Hill. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So everybody, this was a good week. Good job, everybody. Uh, good effort. And <laughs> even though we came up short, I think we could all hold our head up high because we we gave it our all. We got some tweets. Uh, oh, I'm going to read them off real quick because I don't know what any of them mean. Oh yeah. So uh, they're all from yeah. Ryan again. Yeah. I was going to say, let me guess. Ryan's still catching up. In order, we're out here. Sorry for being three months behind. No idea what that means. And that's probably because we were still complaining in the episode he was on that we hadn't heard from him. Uh, wouldn't it make sense for them to use last names while still getting acquainted? No idea. No reference there, but I assume that's when we were making fun of uh, Troy and uh, Crusher and Picard all calling each other by their last names and stuff in the first season. Oh, God. I did not remember that, but right, that like, does make sense. A lot of Rikers on the planet and a lot of, sorry, Troy... Mm, they Stuff did that, like that a lot. Yeah, and no, is that I wouldn't. I never call anybody by their last name ever. Uh, but, but I mean, you know, most of the time they just added rank in front of that. Like, That's it's true. not like Picard ever changed that to Wit Wills down on the planet. Uh, I don't know. Later on, they get pretty uh, chummy. Yeah, touchy feely with each other. Uh, buddies. So you've you've con you've contextualized those two. Let's see what you can do with this one. Yeah, I'm good at this. Uh, at brother date, <laughs> super. I see what you did there. Okay, well, that's going to be a tough one to specifically. I can guess that we made some kind of something punny. It seems as though a pun was had. Okay, all right, good. I'm, I think I'm still killing it on this. If you wish to have your inscrutable tweet read by me, <laughs> I don't know why, but if <laughs> yeah. that's a thing that is true of you. Doesn't somebody have like a hot take about something? Like, no, just no hot us, takes. Give us something to work with. Like, 90% sure Ben heard me take a shot at Hula Dog last week, and he stopped listening. That was it. Well, you did... I mean, you did throw him under the bus. Maybe he can tell us what it's like to live under a bus. Yeah. Yep. Uh, if But if you want to be a part of this magic, you can tweet at BrotherDate. Yep, you can find us at BrotherDate.com. That's a website, right? That is. It exists, and it's real. And if you haven't subscribed, just, you know, go ahead and subscribe. And leave us a rating. How about that? Go to iTunes and give us like a million stars. I don't know how many stars is the max. Is it a million? I feel like six or seven. Seven stars. Yeah. Seven is standard, so start there. If it seems like when you've given us seven, there are still more stars to be had, go go for it. Yeah, feel free to increase it to 13 or 17 or something like that. It's fine. Uh, uh, By the way, it's time for a special segment called... Uh, who to follow. This is Twitter suggesting that I follow some people. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. And good. we're going to decide right here whether we should follow them or not. Matthew, <laughs> Penguin Random House. No, that doesn't sound interesting at all. Salman Rushdie. <laughs>
No. Aisha Tyler. Maybe. Is she funny? Or is she like, hold on a second, I got a hot She's take. She's very tall. Is she chick funny? All right. There you go, everybody. That was the hot last takes. ever episode of Brother Date. Hot takes? Anybody got a hot take? <laughs> Have a take and don't suck. Just like Jim Rome said. Jim Rome's the best. We should do a show just like Jim Rome's show. Uh, well, we we talked about Chris Everett last week. Let, let's uh, let's go ahead and cut it off here. Uh, fr- fr- from from all of us to both of you, that is Marshawn and Ryan. Uh, bye bye. They'll say things like, "We traveled ten thousand miles in space," and you're like, "Oh, that's like that's that's like right out. That's right there." That's where we can see you. Please subscribe.